science fiction is a really good indicator of of reality. Um, and so I think in the future, we're going to be living in a world where instead of interacting with fields, forms, buttons and boxes, we're going to be interacting with something much more conversational in nature. You know, you think about uh, R2-D2 and C-3PO from Star Wars. Do you want to impact the world and still turn a profit? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Growth Everywhere. This is the show where you'll find real conversations with real entrepreneurs. They'll share everything from their biggest struggle to the exact strategies they use on a daily basis. So if you're ready for a value-packed interview, listen on. Here's your host, Eric Sue. Before we jump into today's interview, if you guys could leave a review and a rating and also subscribe as well, that would be a huge help to the podcast. So if you actually enjoy the content and you'd like to hear more of it, please support us by leaving us a review and subscribe to the podcast as well. Thanks so much. All right, everybody. Today we have Dan Reich, who is the CEO of Troops.ai, which is the artificially intelligent assistant for work. Dan, how's it going? Hey, Eric. How's it going? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for being here. And uh, I was just telling Dan before we started recording that uh, we're, on, we're on Skype right here, and he has a Bitmoji that looks exactly like mine. Um, but anyway, that's that's like a side note. But Dan, why don't you tell us a little bit about kind of you know who you are, what your background is, and what led to this? Yeah, certainly. So my background, my academic background is uh, electrical and computer engineering, so nerd and tech geek at heart, but really have been doing startups my whole life. This is, I think, my 10th startup, which, by the way, not all of them have worked. And I think one of the things that led me to Troops was experiences with my previous startups. Um, the last one we sold to another company called Buddy Media and subsequently uh, to Salesforce.com. And what I've learned over the years, along with my co-founders, is that like every business on earth needs a way to manage information on their revenue, their customers, their relationships, their pipeline. We know that category to be CRM. We know the leader in that category to be Salesforce. And if you if you ask anyone that uses this, um, what their experience is like using it, they'll tell you it's you know it's kind of a double edged sword. They it's really painful to use in many cases, although they need it. And and so we felt that it was about time to really make it easy to use once and for all. Instead of using a database interface to work with the database, it should feel more, more human. It should feel more intelligent. It should feel mobile. It should be smarter. Um, and so that was really kind of the thesis uh, I'm thinking around Troops. And so today at Troops, we basically integrate all this workflow, intelligence, notifications, and reporting from CRMs like Salesforce into what we call the new operating systems for Teams, the conversational platforms like Slack, which is where people are increasingly spending all of their time to collaborate, communicate, and, and do work. And so that's really where we came from for Troops, and that's where we're at today. Got it. Great. And so I guess, you know, to simplify it for the audience, what's like the main benefit of using troops? What are they going to get out of it? Yeah, sure. So, you know, today, anybody that uses Salesforce has to log into this interface to log notes. What we do is we basically rip out that interface and workflow and put it in a messaging interface, which is where people are spending over 10 hours a day. You know, much like you probably spend most of your time messaging, text messaging with your friends on iMessage or Facebook Messenger, that same paradigm is happening at work. Slack is really the same thing as, as Messenger, but just for a work setting. And, and so that's where people are spending their time. And, and so we're bringing really important business applications to that interface. 
Got it. Okay. And so, yeah, how's the company doing today? What kind of numbers can you talk about around the business? Sure. So at Troops, we're about 15 employees right now, uh, mostly product and engineering uh, focused team right now with, with people from, you know, uh, Google and, and Salesforce and all over the place. We work with about over 800 companies today in some way, shape or form. Uh, we've raised a little less than $10 million in venture financing from a handful of just tremendous uh, institutional investors and individuals. And uh, that's, yeah, that's the state of the world for troops today. Love it. Okay. And I'm looking at the site right now. You know, it's, it's pretty clear. It's, it says the Slack bot for sales team, but you have a much broader vision for this in the future. Where do you see things going in the future? Let's say the next five years or so. Yeah, I think about the movies. You know, I think often science fiction is a really good indicator of, of reality. Um, and so I think in the future, we're going to be living in a world where instead of interacting with fields, forms, buttons and boxes, we're going to be interacting with something much more conversational in nature. You know, you think about uh, R2-D2 and C-3PO from Star Wars, or you think about the movie Interstellar and Matthew McConaughey's, you know, buddy marine robot that flies the ship and tells him jokes. Like, that is a future that will definitely happen, um, and we think it's going to happen in work, and we think that Troops is well-positioned to build that artificially intelligent assistant for work. And we're just starting today in a, a very literal sense of putting a lot of this intelligence into uh, Slack being the first messaging interface. Yeah, and just so everyone can check it out. I mean, if you're listening to this, if you're in front of a computer, uh, you can pull up troops.ai. If you're driving, uh, please don't use your phone. <laughs> but uh, so, you know, looking at the site right now, I mean, you could just ask like, hey, how, how are opportunities looking? Um, so there's a current opportunities report that I'm looking at right now. And then there's a sales gong here too. You can see how things are looking, different stages that they're into. Um, so this is great. I mean, this is valuable, right? I think it, this, you know, it, it t- ties close to the, you know, whether deals are getting won or not. Now, I guess a selfish question for you. We use Salesforce IQ. What do you guys integrate with? It's definitely Salesforce, but anything else? Yeah, so today we're primarily um, only integrating with Salesforce.com, uh, but Salesforce IQ certainly is in our roadmap. We love that product and, and think that that's certainly um, teed up. And, you know, so that's certainly in the in the works. But you could think about us working not only with Salesforce and Salesforce IQ, but, you know, there's many other platforms we'll be integrating with soon. But just today, it's Salesforce and Slack are the primary two platforms that we're working with. Cool. So it's June 2017. And I'm putting you on the spot here. When is one of these other integrations coming out? Oh, uh, I don't have that crystal ball, unfortunately. But, <laughs> you know, TBD. You know, cool. as you know, with pro- product development, yeah, DVD. I hear you. Uh, great. So, how much does this stuff cost? Because the pricing page, you have a free version, and then obviously there's a talk to sales team. So, uh, can you give us a range? Yeah. So it depends on the complexity and feature set that you're using. But right now, the product uh, costs anywhere from ten to fifty dollars per user per month, and uh, that really just again depends on the organization, the complexity, and the size. Um, so obviously, a, a two-person team would probably pay something a little bit different than a, a two thousand or twenty thousand person team. Got it. And just FYI for for people to know too. I mean, if you're using Salesforce, I'm looking at the the kind of demo here right now, the, the little GIF. Uh, you can basically update the statuses. You, know, you can say, you know, the deal is won, it's it's lost, whatever it is exactly within Slack. So you don't have to keep you know uh, hanging out in Salesforce all the time. Not that there's anything wrong with having the Salesforce tab open, but uh, you can see how that can you know speed things up a little bit. Now, uh, and you said. I mean, you know, roughly in terms of customers, a 
you don't have to say paying, but how many customers did you say you had again? Yeah, so we work with about a little over 800 companies today. Okay, and so how did you start working with, let's say, just say the first 100 customer, customers or so? How did you acquire them? Hustle. You know, we uh, we were banging on the keyboard and email and phone and just reaching out to a lot of people in our network that we know are sales leaders, executives, really anybody in and around this space that uh, are tied to driving revenue and pipeline. Mm-hmm. And, and just started having conversations with them and really working with them to uh, unlock value and solve their pain points with some of the products that we've been building. You know, I get, I get a lot of sales emails all the time. How do you stand out with something like this? Because this is new. This is useful. I mean, people are like, I can see the value proposition here. So what did a cold email look like from you guys? What, did that, what, is, it, what is an effective cold email look like from troops? Yeah, so what's really cool is, you know, we fortunately haven't really done any cold emails today. Okay. All of those 800 companies have come through the door just through word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, very organically, probably due to some of the content marketing we're doing, the writing we're doing, the blogging we're doing, um, some of the press we've done on our own and in conjunction with with Slack. You know, Slack is one of our investors, and we've been fortunate to work very closely with them on uh, you know new platform feature launches, which which has been really cool. Um, but generally, when we have conversations with people, you know, the question is like, do you do you need to use Salesforce? The answer is yes. On a scale of one to ten, like how important is that? It's pretty important. Um, oh, and by the way, how easy it is or delightful is it to use? And and that's where people kind of get it, right? Like they know they need to do this. It's critical to their business. Yet they also believe that there's just a much better way to get this done. Uh, and that's a it's an enormous opportunity for them and for us. Mm-hmm. Got it. Yeah, I heard of you guys first through through Product Hunt, and I, I think I got. It. Maybe you guys are number one. I guess you know when, when I look at uh, when I looked at you know the fund that Slack uh, it was an eighty million dollar fund, right? Or it's, they're, they're saying they're putting that into the community. Um, are you guys? Did you guys raise the raise the most money as a Slack bot, or is there? You guys have to be the biggest, right? Ten million. Yeah, I can't speak to the rest of the companies they've invested in because I don't have the full 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 picture. But uh, you know, I think of all the companies that Slack has invested in. We are probably one of, if not the only um, Series A company. I think there's probably maybe one or two more now, or mm-hmm. a handful. But yeah, certainly when we started to work with them, I think we were we were one of the biggest companies. Got it. Um, and you know, again, they they got it. Like for them, it was less about a bot. It was they just also intimately understood the vision. You know, in their mind, Slack is the new enterprise web browser or mm-hmm. the new operating system for Teams, which we totally agree with. And so in that world, what are the power applications going to be, right? You're going to have one for expenses, for finance, for HR, for IT, for security. And then you're going to have one for CRM. And that's the lane that we're playing in. You know, back to Salesforce, you know, there were surveys conducted. Um, you know, Blue Wolf, a company, did a survey not too long ago that did a study. And based on over 110,000 data points collected from 1,700 customers, um, they found that of those 77% uh, think that their company could be doing more with its Salesforce investments. And we just totally believe that to be true. Um, and so Slack understood that. And that's why they were excited to uh, partake. And then, I, I mean, you know, you talked about, uh, you know, press working, you guys did product hunt, things like that. Uh, can you talk about one maybe unique thing that you're doing today in terms of customer acquisition? Sure. So one of my co-founders, Scott, has been uh, just an avid blogger. He worked at a company called Single Platform, which ended up merging with another company called Constant Contact. And after that, 
uh, experience, he, you know, he moved to Brazil and said, I want to kind of pursue the four hour work week model and lifestyle and just started blogging a lot around uh, what worked for him as a sales expert and business development expert and actually built a, a pretty meaningful business just blogging. And so he took a lot of what he learned there and just has been creating a lot of content and educational material around how to be better at, uh, at sales and business development and do so with the lens of troops and the product that we're building. So I think that's been just a tremendous channel for us. And, um, and, you know, look again, again, I, I come out of this world as a, as a startup person, um, with some experience. And so, um, that's been helpful. And then our other co-founder, Greg, he too did a, did a startup on his own and went through this school of hard knocks, what worked, what didn't. And he learned the hard way, how important sales is. Um, and so I think between the combination of, of kind of the three co-founders, that's been really helpful. And telling that story, I think, has opened up a lot of people's eyes and got them excited about the work we're doing. So it sounds like, you know, a lot of uh, solid content marketing. Yeah, I would say it's uh, been pretty, pretty powerful for us. Great. So, you know, uh, one thing I always like to ask people and, you know, maybe it doesn't apply to troops necessarily because you guys are, you know, still fairly new. Right. But you've talked about, you know, 10 different startups. So can you talk about one big struggle you faced while growing any of these startups? Yeah, sure. I think in the beginning of any startup and not even in the beginning throughout the whole course of the business, it, it always feels like you're pushing a boulder up a hill. Just when you think you make one breakthrough, there's five more problems or challenges that you're encountering. So, you know, I think for us early days, we always believed in this vision, but took a few different uh, approaches or tactics to get here. So, you know, funny enough, early days, the product wasn't built on top of Slack. It was built on top of text messaging. Um, So you could literally text with your CRM, um, which people really loved. And very quickly, we learned that uh, it needed to be a little bit more than text messaging. It needed, you know, some buttons. It needed some um, UI element. If you look at China and WeChat, you know, WeChat's a, it is like, it is the internet in China and it's a messaging interface that has like many applications within, with inside of it. And so we always believe that to be the future. And so early days, uh, Slack wasn't really anything. It wasn't a platform. Um, and only until it matured and became a platform were we able to take advantage of it. But, you know, that was a challenge for us early days was how do we, how do we execute against our vision with, um, you know, limited technology um, but the market matured, and now we have some more robust building blocks that we can take advantage of. Cool. So, what are what are the lessons around that? Is it just kind of stick with it until something new comes out? Yeah, for sure. You know, it's, it's kind of like digging for gold. You could spend you know months with a shovel digging a hole because you think there's gold, and you don't find it after that month. But if you kept going for maybe one more day or one more hour, you would have kind of broke through. It's really hard to know how deep you need to dig. And I think a lot of that just is, t- you know, text, uh, touch, texture and feel with the business itself. But um, that's that's hard. And it varies based on business and category. You know, I've read one of your, your posts around AI. It seems like, you know, you you at least know your stuff around it. So if people listening right now, they want to go learn more about AI and kind of what the implications are. I mean, what do you recommend? Yeah, there's a there's a ton of reading out there now. Um, I've been a pretty big fan of a lot of the you know Stanford lectures and videos, or really a handful of universities now publish uh, lectures online. Those have been pretty helpful. Um, and just kind of traditional blogging. There's a, there's a lot of experts out there on this stuff. Um, I'm I don't pretend that I am truly an AI expert, but there are others that are. So that's kind of where I would start. 
Great. Okay. Now, jumping into some more tactics here, what's one big change you made in the last year that has impacted either you or your business? So you could say, you know, I started doing SoulCycle and it changed my life. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Um, yeah, one thing I've started to do recently is every day in the morning, one of the first things I do, and I'll get up um, and shower and get ready, but one of the first things I'll do is I'll write down a few things that I'm grateful for. Um to kick off my day and just level set. And I found that to be pretty therapeutic and just set a good tone for the day. You know, cause look, the reality is with anybody building a business or startup, you're always going to feel the pressures of, of business, but it's very easy to lose perspective on the important things in life. And I think if you just take time every day to think about the things that really matter, uh, just, that's just, that's just incredibly good perspective uh, to have throughout the day and week and month and for, you know, years. So uh, that's been something that has been working out pretty well for me so far. Great. And how long do you take to, to do this? One minute. It's not even that long. It's like, here are the three things I'm grateful for. Cool. I'm, just, I, I'm always curious. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, you know, I have, I, I, you know, I've told other guests on this podcast before, I use the five-minute journal, right? And so that it opens with the three grateful things, uh, the, the three things you're grateful for. But it takes me about a minute, and sometimes I feel like, you know, is it, am I going too quickly about this? Am I kind of just brushing through it? Like, you know, I'm too busy, you know, you know I'm an entrepreneur, right? I got other stuff to work on. And sometimes I'll just look at, you know, whatever's on the floor, whatever's on the bed, and I'll just write down, I'm grateful for my pillow, right? So I'm just wondering what your process is for it and, and figure out how I can optimize mine selfishly. Yeah, I, honestly, you tell me when you figure that out. You know, I don't have a <laughs> great process for it. It's, it. it truly is whatever comes to mind as crazy or non-crazy as those ideas may be. And, you know, often I will find myself thinking about one um, more than the other, if at all. Right. And, uh, and sometimes that goes beyond a minute, but just like writing it down less than a minute, thinking about it often more than a minute. And it, it does help a lot, but I don't want to spend too much time on it, but people should look into it. If, if, you know, if you're looking for a boost, I, I think it's like a hack, um, that works. So, uh, what's one new tool that you've added in the last year that's added a lot of value, uh, besides troops? Yeah. So I've started to be a pretty pa- big power user of, uh, a list application called Wonderlist. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've always... You know, in terms of life hacks or productivity hacks, I think lists are just enormously helpful. You know, write down here are the things I need to accomplish. You do those things, you check it off the list. It's pretty satisfying, productive, and pretty good organizationally. And so, wonder lists seem to be like a pretty good uh, digital version of what I was doing on pen and paper, which was writing down lists and checking things off. Great. And what's like, uh, you listen to any, I guess, you know, this can be a multi-pronged question, but what's one blog or podcast that you tune into every day? I I don't turn into any one blog or podcast every day anymore. I just, people will email me many different articles and podcasts and I just use, like I'll use um, Pocket is another tool I've been using to just uh, bookmark all of the things I want to read and listen to. And then I'll just work through that list, uh, you know, each morning or afternoon or evening. Great. Okay. And finally, what's one must-read book you'd recommend to everyone? One must-read book. Uh, I'm a really big fan of High Output Management by Andy Grove, who was the former CEO of Intel. Um, you know, he he talks about how he thinks about management and uh, systems thinking in general and what he did to build Intel into the company that it is today. And I think there's just a lot of great lessons for, you know, not only management and managers, but uh people that report into managers, people that are managers, and just also how to think about creating leverage uh, for you and a company. Um, And 
you know, there's not many people better than Andy Grove to, uh, to outline what that looks like. Yeah, great book. Um, and I think it might actually be available uh, on PDF if you people Google for it. I'm not sure if it's legal or not, but actually I, I think it just popped up when I searched for it once. But I, I do have the, the hard copy too. And I'm, I'm surprised. I think this might be the first time somebody's recommended this on the show because usually uh, what I hear is the hard thing about hard things, which is also great. Um, but yeah, make sure you check that one out if you're looking to, to scale your business. But Dan, this has been awesome. What's the best way for people to find you online? Yeah, sure. So I have a blog, danreich.com. And on Twitter, I'm just Dan Reich. And then you, you hit it up earlier. But uh, yeah, our company website is troops.ai. So we've got a bunch of information on there. If, if what we're doing is interesting to anybody out there. And yeah, those are my personal handles on the on the interwebs. Cool. And final question, by the way. I, so I'm looking at the site right now. Do you have any, is, are there any case studies or anything that you can speak to? So, you know, maybe there's a final thing to entice people because this is pretty cool. Yeah, if you hit our, our, we have a blog that's linked off of our homepage. That blog has a handful of blog posts that just has tremendous content ranging from case studies to productivity hacks. Um, just like I think very objectively, it's one of the better uh, blogs out there for uh, sales enablement, sales productivity. So definitely, definitely worth checking out if you've got some time. Cool. Yeah, I'm going to bookmark it in my, my pocket for later. Uh, Dan, thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, right on, Eric. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode of Growth Everywhere. If you loved what you heard, be sure to head back to growtheverywhere.com for today's show notes and a ton of additional resources. But before you go, hit the subscribe button to avoid missing out on next week's value-packed interview. Enjoy the rest of your week, and remember to take action and continue growing.